1: God. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. It is Judd and A.J. Fredrickson, who uh, regularly co-hosts as well. Of course, Declan Goff, Jesse Pierce, a cast of thousands. Uh, but I wanted to talk to A.J. to react to what was a awful road trip for the wild uh, East coast trip that included a a lost Philadelphia Dex And I talked about that on Friday's episode, if you missed it. Uh, So it started off with a no show in Philly, which was terrible Friday night. Then they, they come back and lose in overtime. So they do get a point against the Washington capitals, which by the way, the Washington capitals are no longer the team that they used to be. They definitely have their deficiencies, uh, but in, in, um, in a shootout, actually not, OT, it went to OT as well, but the Wild lose that game, and then they come back with a loss last night in a regulation to the Devils, a very good team, a very good power play the Wild's penalty kill continues to be bad, the Wild's power play continues to be bad, and age, I want to start there, okay, there's a lot to get to here, Uh, Kirill Kaprizov's play which has not been up to the standard that we are used to, but I want to start on special teams, so right now, the Wild is um, 22nd out of 32 teams in the National Hockey League. Their power play percentage is 13.9%. The first power play now has Hartman has replaced um, um, uh, Johansson, who replaced Boldy, who's supposed to start practicing again on Wednesday. So Boldy was not demoted. He got hurt. Johansson then got the first power play spot in place of Boldy, and now Johansson's been taken off in uh, favor of Hartman. Um, Kalen Addison, Erickson Eck, Zuccarello, and Kaprizov What is up with, and, and we've complained about this for a while, and it, they were doing it again on Sunday to, to the point where Dean started to talk, talk about it as well. What is up with trying to set up the perfect play, the lack of movement? I mean, they have a new power play coach now. This was supposed to help solve yeah. things. This power play looks absolutely lifeless so far.
0: Yeah, I think I'm finally ready to admit that I was just inconceivably wrong with our preseason show, where I was talking about this this power play would be a top ten one in the league because it just looks abysmal right now. It's a lot of standing around. It's a lot of hoping and praying that yeah. uh, the opposing penalty kill is just going to magically remove themselves from a passing lane just because. Uh, you saw it. You saw it yesterday against the Devils. You had back to back power plays. And then the second one was like just a consistent two minutes, no break, just offensive zone possession time. You have these four penalty killers from the devils who are just gassed, dead tired. They don't even want, they they could lay down and it'd be as effective as them just standing there. But we're refusing to see the wild move the puck in any urgent, like purposeful way. You're just hoping and you're sitting and, We saw like Zuccarello uh, at one point he was up on the right defensive spot. And he's just kind of sitting there waiting, like slowly creeping in. It's like move the puck. You can't don't wait for the one. Like you're telegraphing. I can't, I'm looking at the back of your head, but I know exactly what you're doing. You're looking and you're waiting for Caprizov on the back door to, to somehow that passing lane suddenly going to be open. Why are we not moving the puck more? You watch some of these other teams, you watch the devils. They scored (laughs) and they make it look easy at times. It's, quick oh, movement, tic-tac-toe. It's, it's beautiful to watch. absolutely, Yeah. And it's something that I'm sure Devils fans love and appreciate watching because they, they go to the power play with even a sliver of hope that, Hey, we're going to make something happen. It's getting mm-hmm. to the point for the wild where just take off the two minutes because they're not going to do anything. And that takes away any chance of a shorthanded break the other way for whoever's killing the penalty. So um, it's, I don't know what's, what needs to happen here, Judd, other than to just get in the room and have a, like a heart heart conversation saying, guys, this is terrible. We need to fix it. And you actually have to like work when you're out there. Because at this point, I'm not, I'm not going to say you should, uh, throw everybody off the side and like totally shake things up because the, the, the people that are on the power play probably should be on the power play given their, their skill set. But we need to have a serious conversation about the lack of production. It is, it's terrible that they get a power plan. I'm like, I have no, I have no hope. I have no hope. I'm, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, okay, this is the time I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom or something because right. nothing's going to happen.
1: Okay, so that being said, and we, you know, we could talk about uh, Boldy to Johansson to yeah. Hartman, blah blah blah. That being said, if you're Dean, don't you have to consider taking Zuccarello off of it? Because here, here's the thing, mm-hmm. Kaprizov, first of all, he's a, and I know he's a, a quote-unquote slow starter, okay? But he's playing some for him, and we know what he can do, dead-ass hockey. Zuccarello, to your point, his insistence on trying to make cute plays and passing, you, you know what his, his promise? He tries to make plays with, like, the very, very small amount of guys in this league. And Gretzky, for instance, had this right. Who see the play a second before it happens? Mm-hmm. Only Zuccarello doesn't. He just thinks he does. So like he's <laughs> passing into he's passing into sure interceptions of his passes and breakups because he's like, I see something. It's like, no, dude, you actually don't. Like shoot the <laughs> damn puck yourself. Um, but I think this comes down to that. I think I'm not going to take Kaprizov off my first pp like to me that's going way too far he's too talented and he's got to snap out of this but i do want to snap him out of this and i guess my question is what's zuccarello done that you know deserves well he has to play with carell forget this whole thing of ryan hartman's now on pp1 okay forget that Take Matt Zuccarello off of the power play at least for a few games, and say, "Dude, until you start to do what we want here, which is not trying to be, you know, Wayne Gretzky, you're going to be, you know, you and Caril don't just automatically because you've attached yourself like Velcro to him, you don't automatically get to play together." I think it's pretty simple. I agree. If if you're gonna have to,
0: if you're gonna have to wean this, wean them off of each other, in a sense you start with the power play. You're not going to do it in your five on five lines because we just know that'd be the equivalent of like the world ending at this point. So you're going to start with the power play. I say, just do what seems to be a pretty even swap in terms of both size. And at this point, maybe not, not skill, but the effort from the second guy is so far in a way higher than what I'm seeing out of Matt Zuccarello, Marco Rossi. They're both a smaller stature guy. They both have a knack for moving the puck. Well, Rossi is on that second power play unit. I want to see him get more time and get the luxury of getting out there for that first look when it's a full two minutes. Because yep. if you throw him in that position on the left side, you're going to have a quick-minded individual who has that playmaking ability, but also he has the the knack of if I have a shot, I'm going to take it. I'm not looking if I like think. Oh, I have ha-. move Marco Rossi. Give him I that chance because right now you're not going to see him on the first line. And granted. Ryan Hartman has subtly, subtly uh subtlety excuse me uh the 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 hat trick against the Oilers he's been coming on he's despite some like eye test stuff the the metrics are there he's he's averaging like per 60 minutes like two and a half points a night almost three points a night and that's like the metrics we ha- the finishing I think is at times what pulls him back a little bit and that's where my criticisms of him are of being on that top line center but yeah. Even Jewel Eriksson-Eck has been a phenomenal center uh, for this team so far to start the season. Maybe not phenomenal is the word, but he has very much impressed me. So I, I understand you having him on that top line as well. But Matt Zuccarello, he comes off. You're going to get Marco Rossi right in that, that wing spot where Zuccarello setting up. He's mobile. He's quick. He's got the mind to keep up with what your first power play should be. And because he's still so hungry and this start that we've seen from him um, after you know being buried in the minors for the past two years, he is so hungry to say, I am cementing my spot in this lineup. He's going to produce points, whether you like think he's going to or not. They're, they're going to come if you put Marco Rossi on the top power play unit.
1: Yeah. And uh, yes, Dean was furious after the game against the Flyers, which was an awful game. But, you know, he brought up possibly uh, promoting Marco to the top line then. And that's five on five, which I love because of this. What Ryan Hartman is doing, he can do on the third line. Like he is not, he is not necessarily. And aside from the Oilers game, which, by the way, they play no defense. Okay, so like, (laughs) like that's that game. That game is is a bit of a rope a dope because you know. Don't think. Oh my God! Look how they looked against the. That's not repeatable unless you play teams that don't care about defense and the Oilers for the most part. I don't know why I don't. But um, but one, I love this idea on the power play because of this. When you set up. The power play. The way that Zuccarello tries to play is like a center be- because Erickson Eck is the net front presence. So he is, he's fine there. Like that's his job. He's good at that. But Rossi would actually be, I love your idea. He could be a perfect replacement for Mats because Mats is trying to facilitate. That's all he wants to do, in fact. And to your point, Marco Rossi will actually shoot the puck when he should. But I mean, I, I think that there is no question that Kurok Kaprizov needs a wake-up call. And again, I'm not going to punish his playing time. I don't think that that works. Um, and and he is just so clearly your best player that unless he sort of played deadass for about two months, I'm not going to punish him. But I am going to take away his buddy. And his buddy, I think, causes issues as well. And so I love that. Marco Rossi, first power play. I also would have... <laughs> Five on five, I would be tempted to break up Zuccarello and Kaprizov. But to your point, um, I also think that my first move would be to move Hartman to the third line, which, by the way, would become a great line. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about the guys on that that line, that line works its ass off and allow Rossi to play with Zuccarello and Kaprizov. And then to tell Mats, dude, we don't need you to set up Q plays for Kirill. Right. Because Marco Rossi can set him up now. Like, that's the problem is Ryan Hartman is probably more of a wing. Marco Rossi looks like a kid that can play center and shoot the puck. So that's the you know, what what is Dean doing besides mixing up defensive pairings And, and occasionally lines, but not consistently? What has Dean done so far to sort of jolt a team that is now three, four, and two, and unfortunately has sort of fallen into the exact same type of start that they had a year ago? Which I think everyone said, you know, I, I can't happen it's too strong. But I think following the, uh, the the shutout of Florida to start the season, everybody thought that this start to the season would at least be different.
0: Yeah, what a tease that that game was. I mean, you saw great goaltending. You saw. Yep. Uh, The offense come through defensively. They look solid Uh, since then. Not as much. Um, And you mentioned like, what has Dean done? He's I think he's slowly, but surely giving correct guys the more, more ice time Um, not to just continue on the Rossi celebratory train here. But in the first five games, he was averaging about 13 minutes per night on ice past three games. He's up to about 15 and a half minutes. So he's slowly getting more and more of that spotlight, which I really enjoy to see. That being said, on the other side of things, we're still seeing John Merrill out there a little too much because he has been not, uh, well, not great. You can't hide him, though, is, is a thing. Because they miss Spurgeon so much. Exactly. And so no, you, you're he, right. as much as I want Boldy to be back you know, as quick as possible, I'm almost hoping that you can somehow get Jarrett Spurgeon, who you're not going to, just because he is uh, re- he was retroactively put on the LTIR, so I'm not sure exactly what the timeline is there, but uh, that's that's never good. When it comes to getting a jolt here, and you said the – the start last year is looking similar. I know they're hurt or they're missing pretty key guys, but there's, there's really no excuse to like dropping some of these games as poorly as they are and how, how poorly they've looked in certain games. The, the special teams needs to be better. And I think that's a big contributor because if you're going to be bad at one, you have to be good at the other, right? I I think that's the trade off in my mind, at least. And right now they're, they're just pretty darn bad at both Eat stress free this spring with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to Factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code jud 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Jud 50 at
1: Factormeals.com. The penalty kill, to, to your point. so. The power play is clicking, and I I use that word very lightly, at a 13.9 percentage again, which is 22nd. The penalty (laughs) kill is 31st, second to last in the league. Um, Nine power play goals allowed on 28 chances against, 67 against 67.8%. And I I, uh, saw this in Russo's game story in the Athletic off the Devils game today. In the playoffs, if those stats sound familiar, in the playoffs, where the penalty kill was atrocious against Dallas, they allowed nine power play goals on twenty four chances. Um, so, you know, and I know Goudreau's out, and and mm. I saw that that he might miss as much as a month thanks to that Ryan Reeves hit that he absorbed in Toronto. But yeah, the the special teams, and like you went out and hired for your peak uh, PP. Is Jason King who had been a Canucks assistant coach to come in and reef and fix your power play. We've talked about that. The penalty kill is absolutely atrocious. And, uh, and some of that also comes down to this. And this is where uh, certainly all the blame does not lie on the goaltenders, but that's the other thing age. We're like after that start again, where you're watching this team and the goaltending, you know, It's not all to blame, but it's certainly not not great, which is uh, to what you were saying before, where the tease of the first game with Gustafson was so strong. It's just I don't understand. And I saw today again in uh, in Russo's piece about, you know, the team is and players talking about the same exact thing as a year ago. We're missing our swagger. Where's that swagger? how's this happening two years in a row? Like swagger means you're not playing hard. Basically swagger is not a, uh, we should be scoring 10 goals a game. Swagger is like stick to a niff in, in the game. So like, where the heck is this? What's going on here? And a year ago, if you recall around Thanksgiving, they finally went out and got Ryan Reeves. Well, I thought Pat Maroon was supposed to fix that. It's just, it's all very confusing to me how we end up back in the same exact spot. And yes, it's early, but you can't dismiss these points. Like these points in the spring will become important at some point, especially with what we expect to be the cluster that is going to be the Western conference playoff race.
0: Yeah. This is always the fear when you have the start that they've had. Sure. You get the, the nice win over the Panthers opening night and now you're dropping points. You're you go 0 for seven in the shootout to lose the capitals when you expected goals wise should have beat them by about five and Mark Andre Fleury, I'm not going to say he put on a masterclass in the shootout. That was a
1: really good game. You're right. It was.
0: It was. It was a good game by him. He he. Even in regular, uh, the the first three periods, he he looked really good as well. And you can't muster out a win with some crappy garbage goal, just you know something ugly off the backside of like Brandon. Darcy Dewar Kemper or looked
1: like Kenny Dryden, my man. <laughs> um, these points that you're
0: dropping and you're missing are th- 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 come late February, early March, those yeah. are the points where you're like, you know, if we would have picked up that extra, uh, that point against the Capitals, if we would have just, you know, looked halfway decent against the Philadelphia Flyers, we'd be, you know, two points clear of who, you know, the Kings and the wild card right now, blah, blah, blah. Correct. It's, uh, it's, it's really frustrating because I don't know exactly what needs to happen. Um, Like you said, the, the Paparoon, Maroon. Signing should have sort of been the replacement for Ryan Reeves. And I want to give credit to Pat Broom because he is in my mind, exceeded expectations through this first, you know, open to the season. Um, he's been a little physical, but more so he's been offensive. Like he, he, he's helping in the offensive zone a lot more than I expected him to. I thought that part of his he's career got some was, skill. Well, yeah, he was sunsetting, right. but he has surprised me with You're just right. what he kind of has in his, his bag of tricks. When You're it comes right. to the goalies here, you mentioned this, and let me throw a stat out for you here. When it comes to goalies that qualify with two or more games played, you have the tandem of Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson, 7th and 8th, as worst goals saved above expected. Uh, so Marc-Andre Fleury, minus 3.8. Philip Gustafson, minus three minus 3.6. When you take out uh, the two guys that have two games there, Dan Vladder and Samuel Erson with the Flyers there, they bump up to five and six like they are. It's not just one bad goalie. So you're trying to duck and you get that. Gus has had a bad start to the season. I I think we expected maybe flower to be. I'm not going to say he's in his farewell tour and he's packing it in, but he has not had a a, a few good performances other than the the shutout that he had up in in Montreal. So it's uh, it's tough to have two bad goalies. I'm not going to say two bad goalies, but two goalies performing under what they're expected to. Plus, you're missing one of your top, def- uh, your top defensemen. It's and then on top of that, when you need goals, your power play is not doing anything. You said clicking at thirteen percent for them. Yeah, you know, maybe that is clicking. If yeah. we get up to fifteen percent, watch out. I'm going to get excited. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean um, it's, it's yes. Yeah, it's it. It just everything that is not going right is not going right. They're, they're actively working against themselves. It seems like at times, because they're not able to pick up the slack where there should be picking up the slack. And it's, it's really hard to win hockey games, especially against halfway to somewhat above average teams, let alone the devils. You're not going to beat them. If you're not able to do anything on the special teams and your goalie's not able to, you know, make one of those saves. That's like, wow, that's, you know, that's a, that's a huge uh, stop. You're missing out on a lot of these chances. Uh, we, One thing I mentioned earlier in the show here is the, the finishing ability of Ryan Hartman at times, there was a chance on the back door. All you have to do is just get the puck up an inch or two off the ice. And he's not able to even find the, find the cage. Like you're putting it wide from a stick lengths out there. There, there are times where I'm just astonished sitting on my couch watching where I'm like, I feel like other teams aren't going through this. And maybe it's just because I feel like I watch a lot of hockey, but when you have your top line guys, not converting on specific blatant wide open chances like that, they come back to haunt you. And that's when you lose uh, to the capitals in a shootout. That's when you lose uh, to the flyers on the road. And granted, you know, they lost, they lost four to three. They made it a game late, but I don't know at any time. I felt like they were in firm control other than maybe opening the second period when they, when they scored that first goal. But then, you know, a matter of two minutes later, Right, they get they scored on on the power play, and then it's a back to back goal. I'm like, okay, well now it's yeah. like an avalanche. And Jake and-
1: Middleton should not have to score the four to three goal. Like no. that's the other thing. <laughs> no, He's like, other. screw it, and came down the slot and scored a goal that your, you know that that your winger should score. Um, <laughs> on your Gus point too, that's a good one because you know Philip Gustafson is your primary goaltender, and he needs to play well. Like regression. Regression happens, but it's not an option here Um, because you you can't tell, you you know, now what the last two games, because he did play well against the Capitals on Friday. Marc-Andre Fleury starts two consecutive games, but that can't become a habit. Uh, He is in the twilight of his career. He's winding things down. He's pursuing what the Patrick Waugh or or the the wins mark to move into second place all time. Um, That's awesome. That's great but if Philip Gustafson, I'm far more concerned about that because one he did have the great opening night but two he is your goaltender. He's the guy that you have to ride. And if he regresses, it it opens up a lot of question marks, especially if you don't think that uh Wallstedt is prepared to play up here yet and it certainly appears that they don't feel that way that they definitely want him to get another year in Iowa of the American Hockey League. But that one would be a major concern and I guess here's my here's my last question. How much do you put on Spurgeon's return? Because I certainly think it helps. I also don't think that we should get over our skis with when Jared Spurgeon returns. It's all fixed. What do you think? No, it, you're right
0: with that. It's not going to be the you know a tree trunk in the beaver dam, but it's going to be more than just like a couple that. of twigs. You know, um, right now, to stick on that analogy, water's rushing through with what seems no obstacle but this is going to at least shore it up instead of being waist high water. It's going to be shin high and it's going to be easier to traverse from shore to shore. So um, that that's going to help the wild maybe take away their worry where they can focus on some of the offensive aspects a little bit more. And you know, you're not have to, you only have so many points of interest that you can focus on on a daily basis and practice. And when you have what seems like right now, a lot to cover, um, getting Jared Spurgeon back, I think just making that swap one for one and getting him back in the lineup more consistently is going to help. But it's not going to be like all of a sudden they have, um, you know, a full NHL all-star defensive core back there. You st- you're still going to have Jonas brodeen doing his thing. I've been very pleased with Brock Faber. Kalen Addison has also stepped it up a little bit as well defensively. It's still very, very, very bad at times. It's but It's r- <laughs> But at times you're also like, well, you just made a really good stick interception. Like, where did that come from? Your so, issue,
1: your issue with him is this: if the power play continues to scuffle, what's his role really? And that's that's
0: where I'm nervous about too, because I had that thought yesterday. Was he he made like one or two stops very late where they were trying to protect the empty net, and you know he saved a, what was would have been a dagger. But we don't see that, I think, enough to where with how bad this power play is that Dean and the rest of the because we know maybe Dean's unofficial feelings towards him already. Right. We, we've known this, but there's not enough of that play to solidify him continuously getting that if the power play continues to just drag their feet as the season progresses here. So one of those is going to have to give either. They're going to have to really step it up and he's going to have to take charge and start producing more. And granted, it's not. It's not all on him because he can only do so much out there on the power play. But for a guy whose whole role and embodiment of NHL hockey is I am the power play quarterback. It needs to step up a little bit. So uh, as a Kalen Addison fan club guy, I really need I really need that to start kicking in because otherwise I'm nervous that he's going to be up in the press box having hot dogs with the rest of us.
1: Yeah, if this does not improve, I think when Spurgeon co- comes back, and, and I know that, that we we could talk about Merrill and the third pairings. We could certainly mm-hmm. discuss that. Uh, but I have a feeling that, that it wouldn't be surprising to see a different quarterback on the power play, and Kalen is going to be sitting by us eating popcorn. I wish we had better news, but ladies and gentlemen, we talk about The facts here on JHS and the facts are the wild is right now playing some lousy hockey back with Declan and Jesse Pierce on Wednesday for another JHS age. Great stuff. As always, we'll talk to you soon as well. Thanks for watching.